0: At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks and head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies.
1: I'm at work, too, just like Bane. Ready? Red, four. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: That, was, no, that was a two. That, that was, was a second. two. Okay.
1: Red, four. Red, Red that was four. That was my
2: second. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're back, baby. That's right. It's Tuesday after Memorial Day. Chris Sims, Ahmed Farid is in the fold. Ahmed Farid in his horrible snap count. We're still <laughs> growing. It's getting better and better. That was really great, though, because your voice cracked. Yeah. Like you're in puberty. I hadn't heard that back yet. Yeah, so that was the first time I heard it back but either. me
1: going uh, Red 4. Wait, no. <laughs> have you ever had a quarterback
2: do that? Like, All right, everyone. There you go.
1: Get up on the line here now. Oh, Red 4. Oh, no. Stop, stop. Stop. So, wait, stop, wait, everyone.
2: Well, you might have to do that every now and then. You got to do that, and you got to do it the yeah. right way, okay? Just why we're in on this. And just for, like, full transparency here, yeah. we have new mics today, if we you're watching. Do. Ahmed Fried is extremely <laughs> excited. He has been touching and grabbing these things, putting his mouth all over it. I mean, he's loving it. So well, here's far.
1: the thing. Hold on, quiet, quiet, yeah. quiet. I feel like what do these, you feel like? These mics pick up the bass in my voice. Uh, hey, listen,
2: a I, little I, bit better. It, well, it's it's official that you've surpassed me in the hierarchy of this building i know that um because i asked for these fucking mics for three years (laughs) and got unplugged ones that didn't work you you come in last wednesday and are like you know we should have mics they sound better i think they might look better too i I come in here today after the show i'm in the office yeah i see them over here hooking them up i'm like look at this guy he says at one time
1: And they do what he says. Even I, I even I was surprised. I was very surprised by that. I'm but glad you got it done, though. Craig and Tom hooked us up. Kristen as well. Yeah, I think they sound better. And that's the main point of a podcast, it right? Is. They have to have. So, you know, tweet us. Do we sound... Is my voice... Do we sound... You sound, sound silkier and smoother. Do I sound yeah, silkier good. and smoother? Right.
2: And it is good to have the crutch of having the mic. Because it's it. like nice to touch something, hold something, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to touch or hold you. <laughs> they're going um, to the,
1: they're gonna take them away. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the only episode. Enjoy it. They're, they're going to be gone next You're episode. the
2: only podcast that could actually like... <laughs> <laughs> have mics taken away because of, uh, you know, bad, bad yeah. analogies or whatever. We'll, we'll,
1: go the, we'll go with the poor quality sound because it's just too weird with you guys with microphones.
2: The, the snap count thing, though, just to hit on that real quick, right? Yes. You're Red 4, Red 4. Oh, uh-huh. hold on. Wait, wait. No, no, you wouldn't do it like that. You would not. But you'd have to have, like, a certain way. That is taught, too, to have, like, a certain way to ease into it. So, like, you don't get that right tackle who's, like, all jumpy, right? Because you yep. always have a right guard or a right tackle. It's ready to Whoa, go. Whoa, you just sounded louder. that wasn't the normal rhythm or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but I wasn't even fucking close to set hut. Why would you jump then, right? Yeah. Even though you went, like, red four and they know there's another red four and something else coming, they might jump. because So you it's like easy, easy, easy. You, because what if, what if you're into color, number, color, number, set hut, right? Yep. So you do color, number. And now you're starting that next color number. And all of a sudden, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are showing blitz, right? Oh and you're like, oh, God, right. You're exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, God, <laughs> they want to tackle me. And I got to get us in the right play. So that's where you have to go, okay, red five, red, Easy, 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 easy. You have to go kind of walk over easy, easy. So then they know it's, we're restarting. Right. I'm about to tell you a new play calm down and here we go so that's another little uh tutelage that we're going to get to you with so instead
1: here. of red four no hold on stop sorry
2: no <laughs> go now go
1: red four <laughs> easy 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 yeah
2: easy. right right easy easy okay. real smooth that way now did i have other guys on the team after i said you know booty five and they turn around and go wait what what's the play <laughs> or wait what what's the check or anything yeah. like that do you want All to expose time. anyone do you All want to expose anyone you know i, I had a, I remember having a conversation with um my center john uh-huh. wade playing the ravens oddly enough this is always the one that jumps out to me uh-huh. but we have two plays called in the huddle cuz we're gruden and that's the way we do things right so for, first plays getting called you know where i'm at, now i'm underneath the center blue 5 you know He's making the, the check to what we're doing the first call. And then I go, wait, easy, easy. Hey, hey check, 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 check. I got to go to the other play. You know, and he's so deep into the first play, he's there, and he's sweating all over my fucking ball because he's swamp ass, and that's what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? And we're playing Ray Lewis, and he's got Halodian Nata over him, so he's like, <laughs> he's nervous. And I can remember him turning around going, wait, what's the check? You know, and I go, I, I believe it was a pass. I believe it was 200-jet smoke. Right. Okay. And we had the perfect look for it. Oh. And Ray Lewis knew that that meant it was a pass, and he rechecked out of their defense and got them into uh. something, something, there. Right. Right. And we ended up having to settle for a field goal in that drive. And I remember thinking, like, man, that's the NFL. That's that's how close it is. Like, if he didn't ask me that, Ray's not going to know we're going to throw the ball right there. I think it was like a third and short or something like that, and we're going to have a great look. Maybe we score a touchdown, but now we leave four points off the board, and you know that's just that's life in football. Did you
1: make that all clear to him after the play or after the game, your center?
2: No, I think I did say something to him like later the next week. Like, yeah. man, we can't fucking do that again. Not with people like Ray Lewis listening, who might know like some of the language and know how to piece it together that way. We'll get him on the pod.
1: We'll yeah. tell him that your career would have been completely different <laughs> had it not been <laughs> for my that man, one Wait,
2: That's my guy, right there. Uh,
1: okay, so we told Kristen before the pod. We're yeah. on a little tighter schedule here. Yeah. We said we're gonna, we'll move things along, and we're like ten minutes in. We've talked nothing about what we want to yeah, talk that's about. That's what so we far. do. That's what we do. Uh, so what we will have on this podcast is we got five more. Of your top 40 countdown, we're going from 30 all the way to 26. Yep. I like this five. This yeah. is a good five. Okay. Homies going to have a couple questions about the previous five and are actually all the way about back to everything. 40. Yep, yeah. everything. The previous 10. We have another eight in the quarterback coach oh, Royal Rumble countdown. It. Who could beat up Here boom? Here we go. Between coaches and quarterbacks. i got to go
2: back over your list last week. There was one that I, I can't remember that jumped out to me to where I wanted to pick. Like, I think you're wrong on that one, okay. but I know we'll see it. Pete so. says
1: we will show it. Yeah. And uh, time permitting, which we have to get to, uh, we will rate your snap count. we got yeah. more submissions. Good. Trying to beat my red four. Oh, somebody see if l- they can do it. Easy. Let's get right into it, though. The top 40 countdown has made its way to 30. And at 30 for you, Chris, is...
2: Mac Jones, that's Whoa. right, the New England Patriots. Yes, for me, he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in football. And, yes, I have him a spot ahead of Jared Goff. I understand that. Yes, but I look at Mac Jones, as you heard me say throughout the whole draft, he's the most NFL pro-ready quarterback to come out in the draft. He is. And, one, I think he's tailor-made to play quarterback, In the NFL, anyways, for his style and everything he does about his physical attributes, his ability to process and read coverages and do all of those things. You know, that's where I look at Mac Jones. Plus, I don't look at him as a normal rookie, you know, to where, yeah, I don't think he's as talented as Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, right? Who we're going to see later on in these rankings. But I do think, as far as NFL ready is concerned, and a lot, yeah, I think he is the most ready. And then when you talk about some of those attributes that people want to hate on all the time because he doesn't look that cool in the uniform, but they don't want to really look at the results for some reason. I mean, whether it's, you know, out of the rookie class, you could say most accurate passer, I could say best in the best in the pocket, working the pocket m- movement, all those things, best decision maker. Best ability to quickly read and react and go through, you know, coverages and and diagnose plays that way. So from all those aspects, that's quarterback play in the NFL. And that's where I love Mac Jones. Yeah. Can he make some of the plays that I think a Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence can make? No, maybe not. But either way, I look at him from that standpoint to go, no, this is a little bit more than your normal rookie. And he played at Alabama and a conversation I think you heard me say with my dad, I think maybe you, I don't know if you were here that day. It might've been Paulie B, but. You know, seventeen games at Alabama is worth seventeen more more than seventeen games at other places. It is that schedule, who they play, how they're coached on a weekly basis, and then of course all the coaching that he got before that, before he ever played either, it makes you more pro ready than other places that are that are there for for college you know college football and the quarterbacks.
1: So Mike Reese covers yeah. uh, the Patriots for ESPN.com. He was at the OTA. Uh, He had some interesting quotes on how he's come in and really has hit the ground running, which is what you thought he would do, which was what a lot of people thought he would do, pro-ready. They just think the ceiling's not as high. Uh, Mike wrote, uh, Every throw from Jones in 7-on-7 and 11-on-11 drills Thursday seemed to go to the right place. There was little, if any, indecisiveness. He's probably further along. Now get this. He's probably further along than any Patriots rookie quarterback at this point than anyone who came before him. So he's including any Patriots quarterback who has ever come in as a rookie, including the great Tom Brady. uh, He looks ahead, and he looks like he has a grasp of the playbook already. Now, could part of this be we've all been saying this for so long that we're looking for things to confirm, that he's a smart guy who can make quick decisions? I mean, that could be part of it, but there's something impressive going on. Yeah, there's
2: something going on. This stuff doesn't come out of New England. This is not normal, right? This is not. And, you know... They're not one they're not an organization to praise, you know, rookies anyways. Yeah. You know, I think there's enough chatter already for people like Mike Reese to go, wait, I'm seeing what I'm seeing, and I'm hearing enough positive things behind the scenes to yeah. verify that I think I am seeing what I'm seeing here. Yeah, he's
1: not gonna go out on a limb if the coaching staff is He's or the heard people enough inside. people. Yeah. Right.
2: I, I told you before the podcast the phrase I was told about Mac Jones that I share is blown away. That was the thing that was I was told by New England right off the bat. There, just blown away by how he's come in, kind of taking control of the team, his leadership, his personality, his charisma. All those things are very real. Again, here's another thing that was just wrong about Mac Jones. Yeah, he looks like nerdy white guy. I get it. They don't make him look any nerdier than him. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. But the facts are, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Haven't we all been taught that? And when whoever you talk to, whether it's Alabama, and I know people at Alabama, mm-hmm. and Whether you listen to the players and things like that, and then also I listen to the people I talk to in the pre-draft process. There's an edge about Mac Jones. This isn't just Johnny nerdy white guy. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that's like teammates love him. He's kind of like the practical joker. He's got a cool coolness about him. You know, I even had a coach like reference like man, did you see in the draft how he just walked up through the hallway and he picked the hat on. He kind of like jammed it on like, yeah, fuck you. I was in here for the first 14 picks. So I'm here now. There's you know a what funny I mean?
1: video out there of a Jets fan watching and being like, oh, crap. Look at him
2: walking. I He's know, so confident. They're, they're, the, the coach I'm talking about <laughs> is a pretty smart. high level head coach in the NFL. Uh-huh. It was kind of like this is what I like about that. But you see what it, he brought that up to me after the draft. Huh. And I was like, yeah, you know, what? I did notice it. That is something that gets talked about a lot. So we'll see where this goes but i do think you know, I read you the kendrick Bourne quote about him thank you that's where
1: i wanted to go with that good energy He goes good energy awesome guy can feel his leadership already he has a swag to him that i didn't know he had uh-huh. at first
2: uh-huh uh, there there's something there i have heard it from everybody from the start of this whole process now you'd think
1: any quarterback that played in college at a top program would yeah. come in with a certain level of swag sure um now they had Jarrett stidham come in there last year yeah. well, you were you were fairly high yeah. on his talent level yeah.
2: right doesn't seem like he had that same swag. No, and it sounds like he was a guy that they signed Cam, and he was just like, okay, I guess Cam's a starter. I'll stop f- fighting against this. And just let him be the guy. And I just don't think you're going to get that kind of reaction from a Mac Jones. I don't. I don't think he's that type of guy. I don't. And, it, you know, again, you're right. You know, all quarterbacks have been successful in the NFL. I mean, college come to the NFL. They have a charisma about them and certain things, but there are – Hey, just like anything, arm strength, decision-making, some are better than others in those departments. And I've always been told that's a strength for Mac Jones. I don't expect him to be the starter there in New England, but I think he's going to be good enough to where if Cam did falter, that they'll have no problem bringing him off the bench to be the backup quarterback or the guy. I think he'll get far enough along in, in all areas. Uh, even like Mike Reese is talking about, knowing the offense and all of that stuff to where they'll feel comfortable. And to me, that's why they brought Brian Hoyer in. Yeah. I really think they got four quarterbacks right now. I think really Brian Hoyer is there to be the, the, the hey, if things really get crazy, you got experience and you're here, but you're the third stringer to help Mac Jones be the backup. And I would think Jared Sinem only being kept at this point for let's just make sure none of these other guys get hurt. Yep. And he will be on the street at some point as a free agent.
1: What do you think of Florio yeah. wondering in one of his stories that w- what if the Patriots have two packages or in some games, even you go, this is a cam game. This is a Mac Jones game. Would they go, as he put it, play 40 yeah. chess like that with two capable quarterbacks on the roster? I-
2: I mean, I don't want to ever put anything out of the realm of Bill Belichick and what he might bring to the table. I don't don't view that as something that they would do. That's all I'll say. You know, I I don't just because in my experience working there or playing under Josh McDaniels in Denver and all that – New England's very into framing the quarterback. This is our team. This is the culture of our team this year. We're not going to have two alpha males dividing the locker room. Oh, I like the Cam Newton offense better. Oh, I like the Mac Jones offense. Do all that. I just don't think that's what Bill Belichick would do. Mm. So, um, no, I think whoever starts is going to be the starter. Cam is going to grow within the offense, too. Uh, But Mac Jones will be ready to go. And if Cam does get hurt or something like that, then I don't think it'll be Brian Hoyer. I think you're going to see Mac Jones.
1: I want Mac Jones to play well because I think there have been so many people that and there's this open-minded, closed minded debate. It's like, oh, Chris, you're not open-minded. You don't see the value of a running quarterback this year for whatever reason, and Justin Fields or Trey Lance. But really, if you look at the flip side of it, they're kind of close-minded to the fact that maybe a guy who looks the way that Mac Jones does can still be a successful I, NFL where I, quarterback.
2: Exactly. That's right. Think it, it, again, I understand. I'm usually not the guy that likes the Mac <laughs> right, Jones, right. but I'm going. I'm not judging books by covers. I'm not. I'm going to look at what I see, results, what I see on the field, my studies, and none of that. Say, you know, w- w- what we're talking about is a guy that was helped by the system or the players or anything like that. And you know, also, hey, listen, I, I love a quarterback that can run and do things like that. I'm more into quarterbacks, though, that can buy time and still carve you up with their right arm. That's what I like more. You know, it's one thing, and and here's another thing. I think my dad brought it up a few weeks ago. You know, too much we get talked about with like the quarterback thing and go, oh, that was an awesome seven yard run, wasn't it? Woo, what a seven yard run. And we talk about, see, this is what this guy brings to the offense. See that seven yard run? See, when things break down, But then I watched the film the next day, and I go, yeah, that seven-yard run, there was a 70-yard bomb walk-in touchdown that he didn't throw because the first guy wasn't open, and he's his whole life gone. wait, I can run? So he runs. And we just go, oh, that's cool. It was a cool seven-yard run. Look at that. But that that would be the other aspect I would challenge to that a little bit, that we lose in translation Mm -hmm. or doesn't get quantified on stats. And last thing here before we go to the next quarterback, or unless you want to bring something else up, I am annoyed about the double talk with Mac Jones. I mean, it's a double talk. You've heard me say this a little bit. When it was rumored he was going to be the 49ers pick, and I was the one out there, Mac Jones, was, oh, well, it'll probably work because of the offense, because of Sh- he'll have Shanahan. So that'll work. It'll work. It'll work. But now Trey Lance is there, and nobody says that. It's, oh, he can buy a year and have him sit two years. And nobody's, cl- nobody's coming out going, well, they'll no, just play him. He's got Shanahan. It should work. It should work. Instead, now I'm also hearing. Well, Mac Jones is in the perfect place. He's in New England. That's the place for him. And so, so all the people that hated against him in the pre-draft process—if
1: he does well in New England, they'll go out. Oh, it's New England.
2: It's the New England. They've covered themselves for every angle possible. Here. If he falls on his face, they always. Knew oh it well, happen. it was uh, it was Mac Jones. I mean, yep. that's why I told you not to pick him number three. But I don't like that shit. That's got to end. All right. So, what
1: is realistic? Yeah. Last thing, Hernan Favela says: What's the floor and ceiling for Mac Jones in the New England offense? Is it Brady ish?
2: Oh, I'm not gonna ever say Brady. Uh, maybe ish, ish. Yeah. Okay,
1: maybe only four Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, right, maybe not right. to, quite to Brady's. slouch
2: of a career, really. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think anybody that listened to me through the process, I said I thought Mac Jones could be a, a Drew Brees. I don't think he can be Tom Brady because I don't think his arm can ever be Brady. Again, you've heard me say that Brady's yep. arm is way better than people think, way better. So. That's where, but I still think it can be really high-level quarterback play. You know, great decisions, great throws, precision passing, executing the offense perfectly, winning a lot of big football games. Like, yes, and being a top-five quarterback in football, I think that's a ceiling for Mac Jones. I do.
1: And in five years, you'd have a hard time believing he's dropped off your top-40 list.
2: I would have a hard time thinking that. I would. You know, he's one of those guys too that okay, here's this the floor, right? He asked about the ceiling. Yeah. The floor is like, okay, maybe he's a better version of Andy Dalton or something like that. A guy that, you know, that that's as bad as it's gonna get to me. Low level starter who's an unreal backup. That's yeah. as bad as it can get. You know, and like, oh, he has a twelve year career doing that. But so yes, I see some Brady-ish. I see more of a breeze-ish and hopefully, New England gets more than one Super Bowl out of that. But I, you know what I mean.
1: All right. You carved your own transition going from number 30 in Mac Jones, a player that I'm very excited about. Thank you. To number 29 on your list, to a player I'm less excited about, yeah.
2: but is one spot higher. Than Mac Jones. One spot higher, only because of experience a little bit. I'm holding that in regard, and that's Andy Dalton. Yes, and I did not mean to make that segue before. I'm not that <laughs> talented. I just brought that up. But, uh, yes, Andy Dalton, Chicago Bears, here pictured on uh, the podcast if you're watching in the Dallas Cowboy uniform. Andy Dalton, undervalued physical ability is how I'd like to make the first thing there, just with him. Not that he's going to wow you or anything like that. But I don't know if we always give Andy Dalton quite the credit we deserve for, yes, he can make all the throws. He can. And he can make power throws, too. Throws a pretty good deep ball. He's a better athlete than we give him credit for. You know, not that, again, he's going to turn the corner and run 30-yard gains, but he can move around the pocket and scramble for a 10-yard gain when he needs to. You know, those things are what he does, let alone consistency, knowing how to play the game, and, you know, where I would go... There's the game manager talk, right, with some quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit more than a game manager to me. So, like, you know, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater where I always use the phrase, like, you know, not going to lose you games but not going to win you games either. Andy Dalton, for the most part, is a not going to lose you games. But I do think there's a little bit more of an aspect of can win you a game. And not that it's going to, like, blow you away. I just mean he can make a few more throws in a game with his right arm to swing the pendulum into his team's favor maybe than some of the other guys that are similar to him on this top 40 list. And that's where you know I like Andy Dalton.
1: So he started nine games with the Cowboys last year. Yeah. And I did a little comparison yeah. between Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton right. when he got in there. Touchdown percentage, percentage of passes that were touchdowns, Dalton slightly ahead of Dak. Right. And I saw that, and I was like, I'm going to build this whole stat list of where Dalton performed just about as well as Dak. Yeah. And then I, what happened? I couldn't. No, yes. because yards per game, it was like Dak was throwing 370 yards per game in the five and he games. he was a what, like two? 197. One, okay. So they didn't throw right. that much at all. Right. Threw more interceptions. Uh, quarterback rating, Dak had a 97. Dalton had an 87, which isn't bad. It was 25th in the NFL, and he's 29th on your list, so maybe it's, maybe it's about right for him. But he wasn't as good as Dak, and a little concerning because there were a lot of weapons on the Cowboys offense. I know. Well,
2: it shows you, I think, one, Dak is better than what everybody wanted to give him credit for. Yeah. Dak, Dak can make the weapons in the offense really reach its potential, I guess is what I would say. Where Andy Dalton... You might, that type of offense, as we're seeing there. And again, we can't always go by the stats, too, because they change the way they play a little, too, right? Because they're going, wait, we can't just put as much on this guy's shoulders as we did Dak and expect him to carry the team and do that. Mm-hmm. He's not as talented. So that changes it either way. But, yeah, he wasn't capable of making some of those big-time explosive throws at Dak Prescott. That's, you can say what you want about Dak Prescott. He's, his arm's big-time. He he, he his he makes a ton of explosive plays by standing in the pocket and making big throws down the field, let alone his size and things like that help him stand in the pocket to let those plays develop more down the field than an Andy Dalton, too. So, you know, a lot of good things. But, yes, he's your guy here where he's 29 because of experience, he's played the game, is pretty consistent. But like some other guys we've talked on the list, it's like – well, I like him, but I think we can do better. Mm-hmm. I think, And that's where he is. He's a low-level starter slash really high-end backup quarterback. And, you know, yes, even though I have him 29 and spots ahead, what, eight spots ahead of Justin Fields, uh, I would expect Justin Fields to close the gap as far as – you know, experience, knowing how to play, and doing those things to get it close enough to where, yes, he does take over at some point during the year because of, there is more t- potential and more high-end play to be had if Justin Fields reaches his potential as compared to Andy Dalton.
1: So you think it'll be Dalton week one because that's what the coaching staff yes, has said,
2: right? I do, I do. But here, here's my thing, and this is: I had to go on Chicago, uh, a Chicago, you know, podcast, NBC Sports Network there last yeah. week. My big thing is. If I'm Chicago, I do. I'm have a package for Justin Fields ready week one. I mean, again, we know what Andy Dalton is, and we don't think the Bears are not going to the Super Bowl this year. We know they're. I mean, not. they were
1: a playoff team last year. I know,
2: but I'm not ready to go Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it's more about the big picture of 2022 and what you can do from the you know from there on out with Justin Fields is really what you want to do. But if I'm the Bears, I am definitely have a package for Justin Fields in week one. And a week two, week three, week four, whatever. He's going to be – I'm going to put him in the game. We're going to get him experience. And I said – I think I said this today on PFT, Amin. Uh, you know, like, all right, hey, first drive of the game. Bears got the ball. Andy Dalton goes down. They kick a field goal. Great. Nine-play drive, 76 yards. Good drive. Great. All right, next play. Next drive. Andy Dalton's still out there. Oh, they, you know, they get a first down, and then they go three and out. So six-play drive. They punted. blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, it's, it's still 3 nothing, or it's 3-3, three three or whatever. Hey, let's put Justin Fields in for a series here. They're not ready for these quarterback runs we got to sign and all those. Let's bring a few of those in. Do that. Oh, and we got like two or three passes that he's real comfortable with that we've schemed up that we know are going to be real easy for him against this defense and things like that. Oh, he scored a touchdown? Well, maybe we keep him in another drive. Oh, and, you know, three and out? Okay, we punt, we bring Andy Dalton in. I, I just feel like we could see that. And if he can show growth in those departments – and you get to week three or week four, and now he's had a number of games and had some moments where he stayed on the field a few series in a row because of success. Then I think you just go, come on. We, we, we know the situation here. Mm-hmm. Pick number 11, stud, 29th quarterback in Chris quarterback rankings. We know what he is. He can't really go much higher, even if he does reach his potential. That's just not what he is. Let's move on to the Justin Fields era.
1: Justin Fields is going to excite the fan base. Uh, Dak Prescott... Excites the fan base in Dallas more than Andy Dalton. But if you want to compare Andy Dalton to maybe some favorable comparisons, yeah. you can do that with the Bears quarterback since 2011. Kristen, do we have that that graphic? Because it's not I like bet. the Bears have had yeah, yeah. a ton of great quarterbacks and quarterback play. Mitch Trubisky, they were hoping he was going to be the guy. And so we're taking a look here on YouTube. Uh, the numbers past game, uh, pass yards per game is up. Touchdowns. It's all actually pretty similar. Andy Dalton fits right in with the Chicago Bears quarterback since 2011. He really, he really does. <laughs> I thought he would be a little bit better than them, but
2: uh, I'm not going to lie, I did too. I thought hmm. I was going to see a little bit more of a difference there. As Win loss, as...
1: he has the edge, but we don't necessarily like to give that only to the quarterback.
2: No, no, exactly right. I mean, listen, it, it proves that obviously he's been playing at a pretty consistent level. You know, he won a lot of games with the Cincinnati Bengals, went to the playoffs. All those things are they're real. All of that too. You know, I could also sit here just with Andy Dalton for that sake, too. Like, you know, we always talk about, you know, yards left on the field. What's there to be had? Did you take full advantage of everything you had there, right? Well, you know, that's something I could fight back with Andy Dalton, too. Yeah, he went to five different playoff appearances, but I also go, well, I think there's some other quarterbacks we could have put on that team in those years, and they would have won one of those playoff games. There's things like that, too. They were more talented than losing five years in a row, you know, and you know, there's something about – the leadership, the attitude, or something that doesn't quite wear off on the rest of the team when Andy Dalton's the quarterback, as it does other guys, you know. And I, I do. And when I, when we get into nitpicking stuff, mm-hmm. that's what I do give you know the advantages to some guys: leadership, presence, those type of things.
1: I'm not saying this is what you would do, yeah. But this is feeling like one of those where, like in fantasy football, you do this sometimes, where you have your rankings and then push comes to shove, and you're on the clock. And Andy Dalton's sitting there, and so is Drew Locke, and Tua, and Mac Jones, and Jared Goff. And you go, I've got Dalton higher on my list. Can I really pull the trigger? And is he the guy that's going to lead my team?
2: Yeah, no. I, Seems I, like
1: it might be hard.
2: It, it, it is when you put it in that aspect. But I think if we sat there and I showed you some film with Tua and Drew Locke last year, yeah. you'd go, well, fuck, that's a little scary. I don't know if I want to make that guy off take him off. Sure. Because what I've told everybody, too, again, this is about this year, this year only. This is basically my 40-man depth chart. It's, it's my team. We all got the same offensive linemen, the receivers, everything like that. So like to what you're saying, yeah, I get it. You're right. There's more high end there, but if I'm the coach of the team, there's also like, well, the oh shit factors there for those guys too. Like and maybe I'm just not sure. T-
1: a team especially like the Bears, right. where you were a borderline playoff team and who knows? I like I would think that Matt Nagy probably has a higher opinion of his team than you do, of them. Like yeah. I bet they're thinking this can be another playoff year win a couple games, get a good seed, make a run in the
2: playoffs. Like, why not this year? I, I don't And doubt so you, that. You,
1: you would want an Andy Dalton in that situation. Yeah, I, I, yes. at least to start.
2: Yeah, at least to start. To get everything going off in the right direction to where you don't maybe have to game plan everything to babysit the quarterback so he can grow and do all that stuff too. Again, I understand all those people you talked about and everything, the potential is greater. You know, that's why, I, I, hey, it's this is part of my business. This is what I do early in June. By the end of August, I could be sitting here telling you that I think you should go with Justin Fields. I've seen enough preseason football that yeah, it's not perfect. It might not be as consistent as Jared uh, as Andy Dalton, Mm -hmm. but it's still consistent enough. And then what he brings to the table as far as you know, you know, big time playmaking ability or schematical changes to what he does there that makes up for the consistency or, you know, the experience and all those type of things. But as I sit here right now with a guy, like those guys, and you know my questions about some of those guys, yeah, I gotta put Andy Dalton in front of them right now.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat. Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. For the world's greatest athletes, this is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris. Anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance. The Paris Olympics, this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. A world record
1: again. Goal for the
0: United States. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock.
1: Do you feel like our show is different with these mics yet? Do you yeah. feel like you're swearing less? Do you feel like there's a different I'm feel to it? I'm not swearing
2: less. I actually feel like I feel looser, actually. <laughs> I feel better. You feel freed. I do. This is a
1: freeing moment.
2: Right? You uh, do too, obviously. I do too. I, I feel
1: know. like my thoughts are coming out. Yeah. Like for some reason, it's like seeing this professional microphone in front of me. I'm like, all right, let's bring it and let's make sure I have my thoughts ordered in order. Pete, what do you think so far? Is this, have we stepped it up here? So much more mature. So much more it's a, mature.
2: Our maturity level has, has increased. Here. Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes you question, you're like, Man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Yes. And then you put on that NFL helmet and you're like, Wait, I fucking belong here. I can throw lasers here, too. <laughs> when I was walking
1: up to the microphone today, I was like, I can't. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> here I'm we not are. ready for a real mic. Mid-pod, I feel like I'm not. Oh, you raised, the your You're raised
2: your game. You've raised your game. Alright,
1: and so, uh, raising their game in this quarterback list is ahead of Andy Dalton and ahead of Mac Jones. That was my worst transition so far. But still, uh, better, better flow. Uh, number 28 <laughs> yeah. on your list, another
2: exciting, exciting prospect is... Trevor Lawrence. That's right. Oh, baby, look at that. There's me with my long hair and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you tricky tricksters, you. Man, look at there. There's the man, the stud. Yeah. I mean, the franchise. What do you want me to say about Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I know people think I'm a hater because I put Zach Wilson in front of him. But, man, Trevor Lawrence? Come on. What can't he do on a football field? I mean, I'm pumped. You know, we talk about, you know, like he brings to me everything to the, the table. You know, the, the things that we talked about, first off, on the field, yeah, we know, skills for days. Big, can run, you know, can scramble. It's different than running. Running is like, oh, I kept the ball on the read option off the left edge. Scrambling is like, wait, I, the pocket's closing down. I got to dance around and then escape and get out. He can do that. Throws the ball well on the run. Can throw under pressure. Has a big-time arm that has room for improvement. As you've heard me say throughout the process, mechanically, to improve his power, any of those type of things. There's room to, to grow there. You know, in a lot of ways, I like that. And then, like when we talked about like maybe things that like Andy Dalton and Jared Goff lack and things like that. Trevor Lawrence does not lack any of those. He walks on the field and you go, there's fucking Trevor Lawrence. He's the man. You know that right away. He brings something to his team with his presence and the way he acts and all of those mm-hmm. type of things, too. And you have a smart comment you're about to make. I can tell your look <laughs> on your face, and you have a smart-ass comment. Yeah, yeah, what? It back. Well,
1: you say he walks onto the field, and you go, he's the man. Right. I go, but if, if, if from a distance, you might see his hair and might think he's not a man. But, you know, it's
2: like you might yes. be fooled at or first, you might but think you he's... get is that Jesus? <laughs>
1: right. Who is that? Hey, you get closer, though, and you're like, oh, that is the man. That there is the man, it's Trevor Lawrence. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence... Um, I think he brings everything to the table as far as what you want from a starting quarterback in the NFL. From every facet, I really do. And I think that's the exciting thing about him. Yes, I know I think Zach Wilson had a little more talent, and I'm more excited about that. But, man, I'm still excited about Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's just – there's nothing not to like about his game. And, you know, even within – my worries a little bit about some of the mechanical things, and I, you know I talked about in the draft process yep. about a few throws, you'd go, man, he shouldn't miss that and all that. Just in some of the clips, mm-hmm. I've seen just a Jacksonville already. I do. It does look like he's already tightened things up a little bit with his mechanics. That yeah. There is a thought process and something going on there. He's had some good
1: days, but he did have a bad day. Yeah, and that was written about in a, a USA right. Today story. Of course, everything gets overanalyzed because we have nothing else to do. I mean, it, it's this May was the red into zone June. Day? It was the red zone day. Right. Yeah, did you guys talk about this no, on TFT? Also, I all? mean, I,
2: I also can read. So I'll, I'll, read,
1: I'll read you this story. Sure. Uh, it said uh, on four of his passing attempts, he overthrew receivers, and two ended up as pass breakups. In all, he misfired on his final seven attempts. Now, Urban Meyer was asked about it after yep. practice. He said, yeah, he had a great day yesterday and an okay day today. He said a big reason is the red zone emphasis. That's obviously a very hard area of the field. Uh, Urban went on to say the field changes, especially against NFL talent all over the field, and defense had the upper hand today. It just wasn't for him.
2: Yeah, it's hard. It's the hardest thing for a rookie quarterback. Red zone offense for a young quarterback in general. You know, it's first off, you're getting used to the NFL where everything's quicker. Then you get in the red zone, and – it, the field feels like you're like, "Am I on a peewee football field? The Giants here like there's nowhere where do you throw the football So the decisions even come quicker than the normal NFL quarterback decisions. The field's smaller the defense only has to think about going forward. there's nothing behind them to worry about, so they're always in a position to explode going forward and react and make things tighter that way and you're going to be more safe with throws down there too which can lead to oh maybe at the 50 yard line that would have been complete and you would have put it here but you don't want to throw an interception in the red zone so you put it in a really safe spot oh let me throw it high and outside just in case my guy misses it it goes out of bounds it doesn't pop in the air and become an interception that way whatever it may be and that can lead to it too so I don't read too much into that and I think we'll probably hear more of that as we go also too like with stuff like like that too hey, when it's seven on seven in his red zone the defense knows you're gonna throw the ball every That's play <laughs> you know when they have the thought of the run that makes things easier too which will make life easier on a trevor lawrence
1: so trevor lawrence was a star at clemson kristen do we have his his three years there because i think always the danger with players like this and you see where was it 2018 he was pretty good Then 2019 i think that was. i mean all all three of his years were, yeah they're were all pretty phenomenal, good right um but always the danger is that we Write the story in a guy in 2018, freshman quarterback. Oh, this guy's unbelievable. He's going to be the next great thing. And then we don't want to revisit that story, even if we have evidence to the contrary. Now, you put Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, is there a chance that everyone's gotten a little ahead of themselves on this quote-unquote generational talent of Trevor Lawrence?
2: I, I, I'll say, like, I don't I – I heard, like, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, right? I, yeah. I don't know if I was willing to go quite there right yet, but, like – I think there's the potential to be that kind of guy. I do. Just like I say, Zach Wilson has a chance to be Rodgers or Mahomes. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has a chance to to be a new-age Peyton Manning or an Andrew Luck that way. You know, Peyton Manning, but it's evolution. It's 23 years later, and he's a little faster and things like that, right? right. I mean, that's almost how I look at him. In a lot of ways, he has a similar throwing motion, too, to the to the Mannings that way. Uh, I The sky's the limit. And I think the awesome thing with Trevor Lawrence is, like, the, the best thing, how we talked about, like, other quarterbacks on their floor. Like, to me, the floor with Trevor Lawrence is, like, oh, he's only been, like, the 15th or 16th best quarterback in football for the 12th year in a row. Right. He never really got to be that top five guy. But as bad as it got, it was, like, he was still a good starting quarterback for a long time. And maybe we won a Super Bowl. Like, it's he's – so that's the great thing about Trevor Lawrence. He's – such a safe pick. He's certainly safer than Zach Wilson. I I I I recognize that and see that. Uh, I had my conversations with my dad during the draft process about this a lot because he was like, "I think if I'm a GM, I'm taking Trevor." Hmm. He goes, "But I'm a little bit of a chicken that way and conservative. I don't I don't I don't." I don't want to do that. You know, I was obviously opposite of that. But I I like Trevor a lot.
1: You've made your own transition once again. Boom. On the pod. From 28 and Trevor Lawrence, we go to 27 and? Zach Wilson, New York
2: Jets. That's right. Oh, baby, there's me and Zach. Oh, wait, haters, get away from me. Woo! (laughs) I like that one. That was cool. Yes, you know, I'm all in on Zach Wilson. He's my guy. I love him. Of course, I love Trevor Lawrence, as I just discussed. But Zach Wilson, he's just got an appeal to my eye that the other quarterbacks did not have in this draft. You know, first off, I think his his talents are special. You know that. I think his throwing is out-of-this-world special. I mean, I, again, I don't think anybody's really going to doubt that anymore. I think he put that to rest after his pro day where it's like people kind of wanted to fight against it, but then they saw that and they were like, okay, that's really good. Like people like yeah. Trevor Lawrence sending out an Instagram message going, sheesh, like which I respect out of Trevor Lawrence, like basically going like, whoa, I'm awesome, but that was freaking awesome. Like that's cool. And that's where I think Zach Wilson is. I think he's one of those guys. The more you – if you talk to people who have seen him in person, it's always – they – Oh. Oh, yeah, I saw him in person. Oh, yeah, he's a little faster. Oh, he's a little more explosive. Oh, his arm, dude, the ball explodes. That's what you hear after you hear from people. He's not a giant, too, but he's bigger than you think. He's bigger than you think, exactly right. He's not a giant. You know, he's Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback, that size. It's 6'2", it's 215, 220-ish, right around there. But, you know, incredible athlete, can really run as far as, like, you know, in the pocket, I told you before, I thought Mac Jones was probably the best in the pocket quarterback in the draft. I think this guy's second and capable of doing more and exceeding expectations as far as getting out of like crazy situations with his feet and making things happen, let alone what makes him even more dangerous in those situations than a Mac Jones is, of course, sometimes he doesn't even need to get out of those situations. He just goes, oh, wait, I'm stuck. I'm in a bad spot. I don't need to scramble. Thirty-yard laser sidearm. Oh, I got it. Oh yeah. Oh Mac and you guys. You guys had to get out of that. I, I didn't. I could just stand there and still throw it. I didn't matter. Yeah. You know. And those are things. Again, they can't quantify on a stat sheet or do anything like that. You know. Oh, I didn't see him throw under pressure. Well, he stood on his back foot and threw a forty-yard laser before the pressure got there, and it didn't get there, so he didn't have to. But he was ready for it, and you know, there's all those things. But I love Zach Wilson's talent. I like his moxie. I do. And the fact that he's had a fight over some things in college football and all that I think are all going to be good for him. But, yeah, I think him in the NFL, you've heard me say it, he's got Rodgers Mahomes-ish type qualities to me that really pop out, and I think it's a perfect marriage with the Jets, and I'm really excited about Zach Wilson.
1: So these two are always going to be linked, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Uh, Kristen, can we take a look at their 2020 seasons together? So here are, including the postseasons, what they did uh, you know, they're they're similar. right? Well, they're yeah. both awesome. And it's right. always going to be hard to compare. And that was big. Exactly. And we talked about that so much in the draft it's process. Hard. It's like, oh, you got BYU, and then you got SEC, right. you got Clemson, you're playing against tough opponents, but you also got pretty good teammates there. And so th- those debates are really hard to have because every situation is unique and different. And you're, uh, it's 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 hard it's hard it's to epic. have that It debate, is. Right? It's
2: hard to have that debate. That's right. You know. It's just you. You do your best to evaluate. Both are awesome. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, if we switched it around, I don't think the results are going to be a lot different on either side. I think it's going to be about what we saw. I do. And you know, of course, yeah. There's the BYU aspect and all that. I, I understand that. It's a real thing. I get it. But you know, again, it's it's not an end all be all. And I think the other thing I would just say to that, you know, again, I I have no doubt that last year's film was Zach Wilson won that battle of the 2020 film versus the 2020 film of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Zach Wilson was better last year. I I feel very confident in saying that. Now, Trevor Lawrence had to deal with COVID and a few things, too. I get that. You know, career-wise, we know it's... Trevor Lawrence, he's the guy. Did it for three years under the spotlight. some big situations and all those type of things. And that's where people varied, I think, in their evaluations of the two guys. One more put, like, into the stock of, ooh, what I see right now and this guy. And others looked at, it like, ooh, what he is is a totality and where I think he's going to be and all of those things. That was Trevor Lawrence. And kind of whatever one you seem to favor seemed to be, from the ones I talked to in the NFL, it was, like, who they had as their number one quarterback. Yeah. And the one
1: argument you never hear is the quarterback that plays in the SEC on a bad team that does okay. The Kellen Mond, right? That's why I, I always walk away from those discussions about the schedule and no one gives those guys credit.
2: I well, you know that it's was crazy. one of my big talking. That's what we talked about Kellen Mon last week on the podcast, and that was one of my big things. You yeah. know, I, I don't understand it either. It goes back to our conversation we had at the start of the podcast. For some reason, some people get this excuse, and this one doesn't. They're, I'm yeah. giving this guy this excuse. This other guy has that same excuse, but I'm not going to let him have it. I don't know, but uh, either way, I think two of these, both of these guys, I think both went to a place where the systems fit them, Mm. they've gone all in on them as their quarterbacks to support them with players and things like that. And not that I expect, like... Eye-popping, amazing rookie years, but I think it's going to be. I think they, I would be shocked if both didn't have good years. Where right, we came away and went. There's some growth, and I like what they're doing here.
1: Let's get into that comparison because Memet305 asked a good question: which rookie quarterback is set up to have the most success in year one based on his weapons, O-line, offensive coordinator? So we'll just do Lawrence and Wilson here. Yeah. So we'll go the better weapons. Who has the better weapons? Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets. Ooh.
2: I'm pulling up the pull uh, up the teams. I am I'm pulling pull up, up the here. teams it's, for both teams here. It's it's. I mean, I'm excited about what the Jets have done with Corey Davis and you know getting Michael Carter, of course, in the draft and doing all that. Uh, but still, Jags I guess,
1: might have a better running attack. ETN and, and Robinson. Robinson, what right? he did last year.
2: I'm probably going to go with the Jaguars. Okay, because of they're both their offensive lines are nothing special. I think Jacksonville's O-line's maybe a little further along than the the Jets. Jets have better tight ends. I do think that the, yes, the 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 Jaguars have the better wide receiving core right now. I, I think when you just look in first off, DJ Chark is a borderline star at receiver. Yeah. He's a definite number one really good. LaVisca Chenault does a really good job. He's better than I thought he was going to be. Getting Marvin Jones. You know, I think I look at those three, that's a pretty good three, let alone with you're talking about with the two running backs. Yeah. The Jets, there's potential for them to be better. I just don't know if I can call it right now with Corey Davis and, oh, Denzel Mims, who is going to be in the second year but was hurt a little last year, and Elijah Moore, who they draft in the second round, and Michael Carter the fourth round it's just like I need to see a little bit of like Jacksonville has a few more proven commodities for me right now
1: can the Jets win on the offensive line Makai Becton they got
2: last year They're, they're they do they're doing the right things with him Elijah Vera Tucker uh I'm missing somebody else they did a pretty good job I thought in free agency too uh here I got it in front of me uh just with some roundabout guys oh it wasn't free agency I think I'm thinking of free agency two years ago um this but is the
1: ultimate test of it, your of your memory. Here, we're taking two of the worst teams last year and breaking them down position by position. No, well, it's okay. I
2: still <laughs> I still should have a pretty good idea. But the Jets, I think, are in a pretty good spot. Like both, it's very similar. You know, the Mackay Becton, I love that. The Jaguars have one tackle who's pretty good, who they franchise, and and uh, Cam Robinson, but then they have another one that's unproven to this point. And the Jets are kind of in that uh, Jawan Taylor, right? Who was the second round pick? Thank you, Pete. Um, the Jets, George Fant at right tackle, who was pretty good last year. Doing that, uh, I'm missing somebody else on their roster that I kind of like. But either way, they're right. They're right, right they're down the middle, yeah. the bottom middle, as far as offensive lines are concerned.
1: All right. So who do you think will win most more games? So points bet, the official sports book of NBC Sports, has both at six. Yeah. Now Jacksonville has the eighth easiest schedule according to projected win totals. And the Jets totals. has to be
2: hard, right? Jets
1: are in the mid mid pack, sixteenth. Ooh. Okay. So the, here's so a, Jacksonville's easier. Jets are a little harder, but still mid pack.
2: Yeah, mid pack. I think. And and the thing that jumped out to me about the Jets is um the the aspect of the start of their schedule. And do you have that pulled up? Because that's where I looked at it to be a little scary. Hold on, because my. NFL Jesus, when you pull up team not schedules working right now. Well when you pull up team schedules, it, it's the worst. I, I don't know what else to say. Okay. This it's, is
1: the this is, is uh
2: schedule. schedule. Here you go. Kristen's pulled it up. There we go. If so you're watching
1: on YouTube. You can at see the Panthers,
2: Jets okay. Toss up game. It's not the worst. Okay. I mean it's not the worst. Patriots, at Broncos, Titans. I mean, yeah, they're gonna be the underdog in mm-hmm. those three games. Falcons, okay. But the back with the Patriots. All right, so there's that. Do you have Jacksonville's handy, Kristen, just so I could look at that? Mm. Oh, wow, Kristen, look at that. She immediately is on the spot. Yeah, I, I, I guess I like that layout of that schedule a little bit better. What do you mean? Texans, yeah, so they're Peter's favored the at Texans How could they one, not I be. guess.
1: Yeah, I guess. Right. That makes sense. Broncos,
2: at least they get at home. Cardinals, yeah, I mean it's Vita. not a whole lot easier, but At okay. Bengals, I guess easier. if you're going to make me pick one right now, mm, I'll I'll go I'll go Jacksonville. You
1: think Jacksonville wins more games? I okay. do. I, I, right. I
2: guess what I'm only giving that I just feel like they have a little easier of a schedule to gain some momentum and confidence mm-hmm. compared to the Jets, and I'm I'm big into that start of the start of the season. Well, as you either know.
1: way, those are two exciting quarterbacks. Number 28, Trevor Lawrence. Number 27, Zach Wilson. Which leads us to the final one we'll talk about today. And he was a former high-round pick, one that you did not agree with at the time. You've come around on him. yeah. But today, uh, this is a make-or-break year. Number 26 on your list.
2: Staying in New York, DJNY. That's right, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. Yeah, Daniel Jones, I mean, again, this is a huge year. We know that. This is, this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones in his career, really, I think, if he wants to continue to be the unchallenged starting quarterback for the New York Giants. You know, again, he's got all the skills and attributes to be a really good franchise quarterback, but it's it's got to come together and they got to help him bring it together. That's the other thing I'll say with Daniel Jones, too. I mean, come on. Hey, it's it's year three. It's it's he's finally got a same coordinator. So that's that's nice that he has that. They've put some weapons around him. They've built their offensive line there with the Giants. So he should feel better that way and everything like that. So, you know, I I don't know. I don't necessarily like to say the make or break year type of thing and make that type of statement. But it's as big of a year three as I feel like for a quarterback as I can remember because I just feel like people here in New York are questioning it. There was the question already like you talked about when he got picked at number six three years ago in the NFL draft. I was one that yes did not think it was wor- he was worthy of that draft pick. But here, when you break down Daniel Jones and why I say like the potential's there. The guy has all the tools to be really really damn good and do some special things and lead the Giants. He's he's an elite passer. I mean, you know, no matter what type of throw you want to talk about, his his ability to throw the ball with power or touch or off his back foot and people are going to hit him and he has to throw the ball touch or a medium banana ball over the linebacker but get it down over the, you know, underneath the safety in a deep crossing route, he can make every throw. He's got every f- club in the bag, uh, uh, Ahmed. Yeah. He has that. You've seen him run. His athleticism is real. I mean, he was second on their team in rushing last year.
1: He fell down he that fell one down time.
2: On that 180-yard run that I'd go, most quarterbacks couldn't have got that far to fall. Yeah. But either way, you're right, he fell. But it's a real thing with his game. Now, to me, and, like, why he's here where he is... Yeah. Is, he was 22 last year, so right. he has dropped down a little bit, but yeah. I think maybe he's still higher
1: than some people would have thought.
2: I Maybe, yeah. It's just the way the year fell out. Fell out. He dropped out. A few other guys played better last year. They rose up. He, was, of course, was hurt at the end of the year. You know, it was inconsistent at times, and I don't put that all on him. But where I will put it all on him is, like, it has to come together this year as far as just, you know, maybe limiting some of the bonehead interception plays and being a little bit less of that, you've heard me say this in the past, that robot or that statue in the pocket, you know, to utilize that athleticism. Damn, you can keep the ball in all these quarterback design runs and do all these type of things. You need to be able to scramble and move and do those type of things too. That to me would be like the next big you know, piece of the puzzle. Right. Uh, pocket presence, getting out of the pocket, making plays off schedule, and doing it that way—not playing within the pocket so much—I think is almost a a bad thing for him to a degree. He needs to get uh, a little bit of a quicker of an alarm clock.
1: So he has been showing good leadership yeah. this off season. There's some stories out there about him organizing private workouts in Arizona a few weeks ago, early in the off season. Yeah. Uh, he's got some throwing sessions together in New Jersey with Sterling Shepard, David Sills, new teammate, Kenny Galladay. He took uh, the new uh, signees out to dinner. Kyle Rudolph he took out to dinner. So, I mean, I give him credit for that. The same things you talked about with Mac Jones. Sure. It's like it, I think sometimes it's more difficult for a guy who hasn't necessarily succeeded up to the standards of himself or his teammates or his city. And he's still trying to show the leadership out there. I I don't think that's always easy to do. It's
2: not. It's like as compared to the guy who has yet to do anything, but we're all hopeful. Kind of, yeah. But wait, wait, we're hopeful for you, but we've seen you fail too. Yeah. So what are you? You're right. It's not always easy to stand up and be that guy and lead that way.
1: What do you think about his turnovers? Because (laughs) uh, do we have his 2019 versus 2020? Uh, Here are his numbers. Too much. He had fewer touchdown passes uh, this past year uh two fewer interceptions but still still a lot a lot yeah. of fumbles but Chris his first eight starts he had 13 turnovers nine interceptions four fumbles last six starts just three turnovers so maybe trending in the right direction
2: yeah maybe but I, what I would tell you to that is those last three starts he was injured and they had to play a certain way where he might have not even should have been out there i mean if you remember correctly i think he had what the hamstring issue or something like that to where he wasn't himself at the end of the year. He was not, yeah. which also could have led to less aggressive play calling and things like that, too, to limit some of those things you're That's talking true. about. But it, it's either way, it's got to improve. It does. You know, it, one, it all goes back to the pocket thing. It's all about the pocket conversation. I think of both areas as I think about this, right, the fumbles happen because he sits in the freaking pocket too long. He tries to do what the coach says, and oh, I'm gonna stay here and go through the reads and do that. Get the hell out! Let's go. One, two, three. Okay, he's not there. We gotta move. We gotta make a move. We gotta step up in the pocket, look for scrambling reins, try to get out, do something like that. That to me is the first problem. Too many fumbles that way. Like I think of like, you know, even the what was it, the Cardinals game where he had the one return for the touchdown. I mean, he was oblivious to the guy coming around to him and mm-hmm. taking the ball out of his hand. I believe it was Hassan Rick who stripped it, but maybe I'm wrong. But, again, I love that he's so tough and he looks down the field. I'm actually going to tell you, no, look at the rush just a little bit more. Look, just a little. The great quarterbacks are looking at the rush now. That's, it, that, that's over. I'm just telling you. You know where he's say, eyes downfield, eyes downfield. No. Mahomes and Rodgers and Josh Allen don't have three eyes behind their fucking head. They're looking at the rush from time to time. Because they're gauging it. Wait, nobody's open. Let me see where the rush is. Am I okay? Let me look one more time. Is Stephon Diggs there? Oh, no, he's not. Let me make sure I'm not going to get hit again. Let me look back up. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. That's part of the NFL now. That's where the, the, the level of play has gone. So it's different than you know my era, my dad's era, and like, you know, oh, Peyton Manning got to stand in there and just look downfield and get crushed. It's different. It's a different game. So that, to me, right. the fumble department, I think it's the same thing in the interception department, too, at times. Where I want to go, you know, you, you made that throw because, okay, you went to one, he wasn't open. You went to two, he wasn't open. And now the pocket's collapsing in three, and he's not really open, but you don't want to take the sack. And and it's like, oh, let me just try to fit it in there. And that, to me, was a lot number of his interceptions, too. Was that aspect too to where then again I want to just go, no, if you got out of the pocket and bought some time, maybe you could see something a little more clearly and you wouldn't be worried about, oh, it's collapsing, I gotta make a decision, I gotta do that. Uh, I I think that's his biggest problem to his game.
1: He was sacked nine point one percent of the time, second most in the NFL. Do you know who was first? Who the only quarterback who was sacked at a higher rate per pass play. Okay, Okay. hold on,
2: don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Second,
1: nine (sighs)
2: point one. I am gonna say Russell. Russell
1: was not. He was sixth, I think. Okay, uh, it was Carson Wentz. Oh, Pete guessed it in my ear. Ding, 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 Pete. Well Similar
2: done. type of problem. Though. Yep. Similar type of problem, though. Just oh, eyes too focused downfield, yep. oblivious to what's around, and it just can't be that way same type of thing though there's no doubt about that
1: so maybe he's and got then a... the
2: pocket and can lead them to do the errant throws like i'm sure. talking about it's the same type of thing same type of problem
1: well maybe he needs to get his footwork in check too because mickey Bruckner. do yeah. you know this guy from annex sports in chatham new jersey i guess he's yeah. a quarterback Chatham, new jersey chatham yep. chatham it's new right. jersey yep but Chath- i my family says chatham uh, <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so he is a, a quarterback uh coach and he's got a you know, one of those complexes Ooh. where they have warehouse. So we tweeted a couple of videos of Daniel Jones. He noted he wanted to, this is what he wanted to do this off season with him. Thank you. Get a balanced center of mass over his base. Yes. Hips move under his shoulders while well, his head uh-huh. and shoulders remain downfield. Uh huh. And see how quickly he can put his foot into the ground
2: and then yeah. move. That that this is this is this is everything you just heard me talk about. I yep. had no idea you had this video hmm. or anything like this. But this is what I mean. This is, the, this is life in the NFL. It can't be, I'm going to drop back and sit on the A for seven seconds mm-hmm. and just look, and I'm not going to leave the A. Hey, hey, Khalil Mack and Nick Bosa, I'm going to be right on the A the whole fucking time. Like, No. That's where – this is what I'm talking about. One, yeah. Oh, he's not open? Move? Let me get another lane? Okay, let me check. He's athletic enough and big enough to do all these type of things, let alone he's still smart enough, too, to be able to, like, hey, look at the coverage. Let me just take a p- quick peek and do those type of things. That's where the NFL is going, you know, and, and I think that's where he really has to make an adjustment. He been perfect in my dad's era. Late yeah. 80s, early 90s, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. And sorry, the game's changed in the last 30 years. If you would have seen him moving his feet like that, where would you put him on your list? <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he has the potential to be a top 15 quarterback. He does. I mean, Everything he does, it's, it's there. But now it's, it's, you know, hey, them helping him like I talked about, mm-hmm. him being another year in the offense, and now just really putting it together. Uh, that, that's going to be the big thing. And let's not forget about last year, too. Offensive line issues, new offensive coordinator, Saquon Barkley got hurt early in the year. You know, Evan Ingram couldn't catch the freaking ball. Yep. You know, there, there's some things, too, that have gone against Daniel Jones that were out of his control, and I don't think we can forget that if we're going to be fair.
1: All right, so that's all we give you for this podcast. Those are the five. Whoop whoop. You'll have to wait to the next one to see uh, who number 25 you, you will be. You did a good be. job
2: today, though, man. We got through those, yeah. right? So now you're, we have you're – You're better with this the mic. Microphone yeah. has
1: made me more professional. You you're right um it slowed me down right. i'm playing it's like myself. you're sean
2: mcveigh you're matthew stafford <laughs> now all of a sudden you're just better it's contained me right and it's, right, it's <laughs> harnessed
1: some of what made me me but improved it <laughs> uh, let's get some questions from the homies here okay. and i think that was a good time to get into maybe a couple quarterbacks who are not going to make your list because i think up to this point we thought well maybe they're on there they're just higher i think now it's become obvious that they're not going to make it and so. one guy was thirtieth last year on your list? Yeah. This comes from Tanked for Trevor. Says absolutely love the throwback Chuck Taylor's Fareed. Oh, thank you. He's following our instructions of a specific watching. compliment. Yes, watching and then complimenting a specific thing. Thank you for that. I'm wearing him once again. Uh, he said, uh, "But does uh, this mean that Gardner Minshew does not make the top 40 cut this year? Thirtieth last year, he didn't make it.
2: He was right on the edge." Uh as I told you before the po- I told Ahmed before the podcast cuz um he was bringing up Gardner Minshew and I just said yeah he was he was a tough one. I had like three spots, my last three spots left and I had a list of like five or six quarterbacks that I thought were worthy of those last three spots and I left him off. I did, yeah. You know, again, Gardner Minshew is he's a little bit falls into that category of like, you know, Case Keenum. Uh Teddy Bridgewater to a degree I think there's a little bit more of a playmaking ability maybe than Teddy Bridgewater I'll say that but yeah it's still early in his career I need to see more and there's been some guys who've rose and some talented guys that have come into the draft I mean through the draft obviously you're not writing him off
1: though I'm not writing him off
2: I, I yes I think he is he was a really tough one and yeah I he's a guy that he could be in the top 40 for, for years to come as a really high-level backup or something like that. Either way, he's dancing right around it. All right. The
1: next one is a name that I think is going to shock a lot of people. Shouldn't
2: by now, but, yeah.
1: I think there are fans in yeah. Philadelphia well, who have they're then. I'm sorry. their quarterback as a top 25 quarterback in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is not in your top 25. He is not in your top 40.
2: No, he's not. And, uh, I, I'm not sitting here like proud to say it. I didn't do it to create any headlines, but yeah, I the way I look at it, I don't think he's as good as any of these 40 guys. I got here again. You know, I understand his running. It's, it's, it's good throwing. I still have major concerns about, and I can show you a tons of throws on films that just go, listen, this is not acceptable in the NFL. Some of these throws. So yeah, there's a lot more I got to see from that aspect. Uh, and yeah, I look at Jalen Hurts as kind of a still a a project and a starting quarterback a little bit I don't I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but by default because of a weird situation in Philadelphia. Not necessarily that he like grabbed it by its horns and just blew everybody away and oh my gosh, wow, he's so good, we gotta keep him on the field. No, there's, there's, I still have way too many questions to be answered before I can throw them on here yet. Let me
1: give you a Julio Jones question. because yeah. we ha- we, Let's break away from the list just for one second because cool. we did get a question from Kat JK. Right? Does Julio Jones fit the Patriots system or would he be frustrated there? And I hope that uh, Philadelphia fans don't think we just moved on from Hurts so quick there. Um, but, yeah, you're in But we have. We yeah. have. We, we're on time limit here. Uh, what
2: about Julio and the Pats? I, I mean, I love it. It's can Julio, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, check his ego at the door? You know, a little bit? Yeah, I don't I don't think your stats will be the same there as maybe some other places. Cam Newton's gonna be the quarterback, right? I expect them to be at least. Maybe they will be in year two if Mac Jones takes over and the offense changes a little bit. But that's where, you know, are you gonna really sacrifice winning and Maybe not a weekly eight catches, 124-yard type stat line. You might have weeks where it's like, no, you had three catches. You had 48 yards. Next week, you might blow it up and kill it. But this week, we ran the ball, and we had some cool Cam Newton design runs, and you just didn't have many opportunities. That's where I think it's dicey. Other thing I'll say, too, is just like I I have a hard time thinking Bill New England would trade a number one pick for for Julio. I, I do. They're saying now that they would maybe
1: take a number two if you eat the contract, right? But I don't know that they have that much money left over, do they? Yeah, they they have. I still think
2: they're still in decent money, but I I think the there's teams interested. I think everybody's still trying to figure out how to go about this trade exactly and all of those type of things. Pete notes that previously they
1: did trade a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu. I know,
2: I know, but see that was just the perfect storm, Mm -hmm. right? Where they were like, whoa, that was Brady's last year in New England. If you remember, they were, I believe they were 9-0 and at the, that time. But there was, we were talking about, is this the greatest defense since the 85 Bears? Do you remember that, right? Yeah. It was that whole thing. The offense mm-hmm. can't do anything. They're the best team in football. And there was like four teams that were looking for a receiver. The 49ers were one of them. There was a few other teams. So they got the perfect like, Atlanta bidding war yeah. of teams being in a desperate situation for that type of player yeah the trade sucked. I mean it didn't it was horrible if you look at it, but that's what happened right now. That's what we don't have with Julio like maybe the Atlanta can get a first rounder if they can get a lot of teams back into the conversation of bidding for him right but I think if it's one or just two teams, I do think ultimately it'd be a second rounder. um, how much does Julio value just winning and being like on yeah, that type of team yeah. right yeah. and is he gonna ask for another Because that is that to me. Like, no way he's going to New England. If New England hears that, like, he wants a new contract in two years, no way he's the bill's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to deal with that and trade you a pick. One more question. CJ Easterday, back on the show. What up, Easterday? He
1: goes, what's up, Simsy? One question. How do you always end up with sweaty co-hosts? First it was Lefko,
2: Now it's Ahmed. <laughs> what's going on? I don't. I that have that happening? effect, you know. I just, I don't know what it is, but he's looking good today. But no, I mean, I'm. No, I got some, You got something? Yeah. And what are you right wearing? Four t right shirts oh, underneath left there? Left arm's bad, too. I was going to say left arm's good, but left arm's bad. You too. can't really tell in that color. You shouldn't have said. I couldn't tell. Lift your arms up again now,
1: Kristen. Edit that. Edit that out. Right. No. It is Fernando not Tatis this is hoodie pro- this over is here. It's my own private thing. It's Padres and hoodie he's got if on. I'm, if I'm uh, sweating or not. But you know.
2: You know. Easter Day. Some of us are cool under pressure, <laughs> and some of us are not. No. And I'm it's be- just. I am, and he's not. Whoever has to keep the train on the tracks with Chris, it's a lot of work. <laughs> that's that's it's very a lot true. Of pressure. Well man. played, sir. And well we, played. We, yeah. We well we. Are. I mean,
1: you should see okay. Pete. You should see Pete back home.
2: I mean, he is. Just like he's oh.
1: covered in sweat, oh, it's like he's it's, been in a sauna.
2: Yeah, seriously, it's it's dripping out of everywhere with Pete. <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got it going down his legs. He's got it yes, everywhere. That
1: will never stop yes. for any of us here working with you.
2: All right, so that
1: wraps up the Q and A part, and now we got to get to maybe the most important part of the podcast. The most important, the continuation of the quarterback coach Royal Rumble countdown. So. What we did before, and I think Pete has them here if you're watching on YouTube, here's my rankings. He's attached my name to them so that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow know who to attack <laughs> next time they see me, as I have them ranked as the most likely to get beat up by every other quarterback and coach combo in the NFL. I, I think they could take Bridgewater and Fangio.
2: That's where I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Yeah, What was the one you were saying that you you had a B for? Oh, I... You know... Probably I all of them. I'm, no, I'm not. Nagy, Nagy seems like he'd be a pretty tough guy. Nagy does, does seem tough. Dalton, though, I, I think he's a liability. <laughs> I so hear that's you. where that one. I hear you. I guess... I, I don't know. All right. So right. You're well, right. I guess I don't really have an issue with good. it, actually. Now that I just look at it, I think I go, I think Teddy Bridgewater and Vic Fangio should have been last. <laughs> yeah, probably, and Joe yeah, Burrow and maybe. Zach Taylor should have been 30. Maybe.
1: Maybe when I look back at it. Um, okay, so the next eight are Happy they're not in that eight, right? <laughs> they're not in the bottom, but here's the thing they're still in the bottom I love half. This. They're I love still in this. the bottom half these yeah, next eight, right. so they're still more likely to lose and still want to kick your ass at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, number 24 for me here on the list the Seattle Seahawks duo of Russell Wilson oh. and 70 year old Pete Carroll turned 70 in September. Yeah. So Pete Carroll's now 69. I think they are 24 I, right here.
2: I, I can't argue that. Mm-hmm. I think Russell would be a handful. You know, he's athletic. He's stout, small. Know? He'd be it'd be hard to get him down, right? It'd be well, hard yeah. to defeat him. He's got some real power. Like yes. he's got thick legs. He's got thick shoulders and back. I mean, he's he's strong. But yes, yeah, Pete's the oldest coach in football. <laughs> so so he's a liability. He's Pete's a, liability, a liability, and yes. you're
1: only as strong as your weakest link, right? Which means that uh, the age gives the edge to their NFC West rival
2: at 23. I got Jimmy Garoppolo and your good buddy, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Oh man. Shanahan's in third. You put him in third in the NFC West, huh? I like it. I yeah, like that's it. That's true. <laughs> that's it. Yes, you did. 20, um, 23rd. No, he's
1: uh no, he's in because he's ahead of Pete. Oh yeah, you're right. He's I third did. in the
2: West, right? You don't yeah, you right. still got Kyler and Cliff you're and right. McVay he's third. and Stafford to come Uh yeah,
1: twenty third overall,
2: third in the West. You're okay, right. all right. I, I you know, again, they got youth on their
1: side. They do got youth. Jimmy G's got a lot to protect. Up and above he's got the an neck. injury
2: history. And he's got an injury history. Right. You know, he could get in that ring in a Royal Rumble fashion and be down, and it's just Kyle by himself. Have and that's you ever seen good. Kyle fight? No, but Kyle's not afraid. Yeah. I'll say that much. I really will. <laughs> Here's a funny story with Kyle. All right? <laughs> I, I don't think this get will get this. him in trouble or anything Uh-oh. like that. No, nah, this, this won't. Probably this is, not. This yeah. is college. Okay. <laughs> but he was always great at defending me because I always had people like you Yankee, yeah, you fucking Yankee. Yeah. To go back day, to the north. To this day, this it was a thing you. with Texas sure. too. To where I almost got a, with it in Twitter uh, actually this weekend because somebody from Texas was like, yeah, I don't know why people judge them so harshly here down here." And I want to go, "Well, maybe it was that, yeah, maybe it was that aspect, True. Sure. or people reminding me that I was white because I was wearing Timberland boots, yeah, like those type of things." <laughs> but I was out one night. I don't know why Kyle had like a ton of change in his pocket and we were walking down the street and somebody was heckling me and kind of like fake stepped up and like got in our way as we were. And I remember he like took out the, he had like this huge thing of change (laughs) and just threw it right at the guy's face. (laughs) And I was like, yes, that was awesome. Yeah. And, And then, I don't know what happened. And they just
1: swept that under the rug. We never heard about it until now. You know, well, yeah. Nothing happened. We did hear Well,
2: no. no, A few seconds later, I think the guy said something else, and then my friend from New Jersey punched him in the face. Right. (laughs) So that's how that went down. (laughs) It wasn't usually good for the hecklers when my jersey friends were there. Yeah. Well, especially Uh, with Kyle Shanahan walking around Austin with a pocket full of quarters. I don't think that can get him in trouble. So hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's Uh, good. All right. So if I would
1: have known that. Well, he has no weapons in this contest. No. no We we will check his pockets. Will the fight? I don't know how good of a fight. (laughs) Uh, So just ahead of him, number 22, we have the Atlanta Falcons duo of Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith. So, Arthur is only 38. Yeah. And I he know. was a backup guard at UNC. Arth- just I was going to say, Arthur's ago. big. He's big. 6'4, right. 280,
2: 283, right? Really? I gonna- 283 for Ar- Arthur Smith? Wow. He's probably two forty or fifty now. That was back in, but his he's college. a big okay, guy. Yeah. I've only seen Yikes. him from a distance at like the combine two years ago before the pandemic or anything like that. But right, definitely so, a big guy. So he no could doubt. fight. So Matt Ryan's a liability here, I think. I don't think Matt's a fighter, right? Although he's another big guy. I, I don't underestimate Matt. Matt's Matt's tough though. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's never been hurt his whole damn career. hmm okay. And uh, he's got that like, you know, that Irish. His his cousin is Mike McGlinchey. So he's got to have part rockhead, okay? Yes. He went to school in Boston and he grew up in Philadelphia. He I mean can't that, be the softest guy in the world. <laughs> I think those two things alone let me say, okay, he he might be able to hang in there.
1: Of all my rankings so far, that's this the one, one I'm now doubting the most. I'm doubting <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan, oh. Arthur Smith at 22 the most. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Just ahead of them, more youth. A guy that didn't make your top 40 quarterback list, Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, the new guy. Oh, who turns 40 years old this year. Height unknown, says Pete, but he's eyeballing photos. Says he's about six one. I think so. That's what it looks that's what it looks like to me. And he's into competition. Remember that? He's talked about rock, yeah. paper, scissors. Right. And so he'd be into fighting. Well it-
2: I, you might be low. You might be low ball on these two right here. You think they could be higher as well? Maybe, maybe. I'm not gonna like argue too much with the other ones. Yeah. I mean, the Atlanta one was interesting that we just talked about. This one too, just because like Hurts is different than your normal quarterback. Yeah, he is. He is. How got, big is he?
1: He doesn't seem that big. No, but, but I'm gonna
2: say he's like six one or two, yeah. right around two twenty, but more of like. Not the quarterback that's built six two, two twenty, but yeah. more of the running back type that yeah, way. That's what you got. That's is what that what like. he is? 6'1", 6'2", Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's got some legs Eesh. on him for sure when I saw him in person. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how this shakes out. All right. Just like I do in my rankings. You where you have six. We 15... go back and we go, What was the one you didn't like? Yeah. You oh, we're that's we're true. definitely gonna do that with you at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna have to just say at the end of it, there are thirty <laughs> top ten quarterback <laughs> coach uh, Royal Rumble. Countdown. Uh, so number 20, uh, 21 is Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Number 20, Sam Darnold, uh, Darnold and Matt Rule, who is also a former college football player, yeah, linebacker at Penn State. Uh, yeah. He's not that big, but I think he's tough and
2: scrappy. And I think Sam is solid. I mean, he's a solid body, oh. Sam Darnold. Sam's solid. Sam's got a big, square, cinder block head. All right? He could definitely take a punch for sure. Not going to be phased. Uh Rule yeah. Rule's got some some attitude about him. A hundred percent attitude. For for sure. So I I'm with you there. I, I could see them being, you know, scrappy. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Speaking- Sam, doesn't Sam look like an Irish bar brawler? He it
1: seems like he's been to right. Dublin and right. he's been in some fights already <laughs> right. in his life. <laughs> right. Uh right. so they're twentieth on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's twentieth on our list. Uh just ahead of him. This is they got to be super scrappy. I love this. You're questioning. He's questioning his own <laughs> list now. I love this. When you reveal the list, you're supposed to be. Certain, when you talk you, it out loud, you yeah. start to go. Wait, this doesn't sound right. No, this one does sound right though, because I think these two are very scrappy. Even though they might not be the biggest. This is Twenty or nineteen? This is nineteen. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Now Cliff is big, six three. He's just almost t- as tall as me. Turns forty two in August. Yeah, and he's he's he stays seems, in shape. Got he stays in shape, yeah. of course, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep that whole look he's together. Ryan Gosling and Kyler, while small, I mean, talk about quick and speedy, and be able to Mighty manipulate. Mouse. Yeah, Mighty yeah, Mouse. Right.
2: I, I'm, I I don't have any problems with this. Yeah. I think they could do some damage. I definitely do. Yeah, Cliff is mm-hmm. Cliff's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a scrapper himself, and yeah, he's I would say Cliff's six four, sneaky more muscular than people realize. He is in shape still, and Kyler. Oh, uh, people like Kyler. Listen. There's a reason he can run 4-2 and things like that. Why? Because he has really powerful, explosive muscles. Yes, he'd be the kind of guy where I'd go. I don't want. Yes, you would. You wouldn't want it. He'd be a pain in the butt. And who knows?
1: Like when he does a punch, he's a former baseball player with a swing. He's probably got good side oblique areas. And His hit. power. Is yeah, he'd have real some power. In Every facet. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling better about this. Right. 19, Plus, you're 19, also 19 like, that. can I
2: hit this guy? He's quick and moving around. That's you know, true. You, you couldn't get into a clean it. punch in him. Right, right. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. So they're 19th, and I feel very confident about that one. Good. I'm going to reveal two more. 18 is interesting, and on paper, you might think they should be lower, but I think they would be a deadly combination, or at least mid-pack in the NFL. At 18, the Dallas Cowboy duo of Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, who did play football as well in college, a tight end at Scottsdale
2: Community College in Baker University. I I feel like this has got to be too low. Oh, you think they should be higher on the list? Man, Dak Prescott's got to be one of the all-ass kickers at quarterback.
1: Yeah. Mike McCarthy's a big dude, dude. Offensively, though, as a fighter, I think he'd struggle, right? He'd be in the Andy Reid category, though, of it'd be tough to take him down. And what I think they could do is they could say, all right, Dak – Mike McCarthy, I'm going to take on both these guys. They're going to try to beat me into submission. It's not going to work. They're going to wear me down. Right. They're not going to defeat me. Yeah. And then Dak, you come up and clean clean up the scraps. That
2: might have to work. Yeah. I mean McCarthy, it's you're are he's thick. Like I McCarthy, I want to say is like six three. Yeah,
1: six three. That's what Pete notes right here.
2: I was—I mean, six three, and of course he's a little overweight, as we know. So I he's, mean, he's above three hundred pounds. He's above three hundred. Yeah, we'll, get to, we'll just so, be so nice. I don't know so what his movement plus. is,
1: that, but he doesn't need it, right? No. Just be there, be the sponge, right? Take all the abuse. A little bit of the
2: sumo guy, tire him out, right, and then, and then let then Dak come in and throw Dak the haymakers and knock you Correct. out, Right. So he does the rope, rope dope part, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Dak comes in and throws the knockout punches. I like that. All right, I'm you not. You might be low on that one. I'm not uh, sure about that.
1: Uh, I'm not quite sure of the strategy I was thinking here with 17, Uh, but I'm going to defend it.
2: He already already knows 17 (laughs) can't beat up (laughs) 18. He he already knows. You
1: talked me back into 19 with Kyler and Cliff. You talked me back into that one. Uh, 17, this could be a surprise, the Minnesota Vikings duo of Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. Now here's where I'm going with Mike Zimmer. So Mike Zimmer, you look at Mike Zimmer. He is not a guy who's going to lose a fight, right? So if he's about to go down, something illegal is about to happen. Like, Mike Zimmer's going to figure out a way to illegally win this fight. How dare you? And so I have him 17th on the list. Who, by the way, he turned 65 on Saturday. So happy birthday, Mike Zimmer. You think I'm way too high on that? That's your
2: dumbest fucking ranking (laughs) yet. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I don't think they take either one of the last two guys you talked about. The little groups. Dak or McCarthy or Kingsbury and Murray. They both whoop them. Uh, but Mike Zimmer's Zim- tough as hell Mike Zimmer's tough tough as hell. he'll beat the crap out of Florio I know that for sure did I ever tell you that story no they fought Florio said something about him once right uh-huh. I know it kind of pissed Zimmer off or whatever so we had Zimmer on the show and I said hey you want me to get him for it? you want me to take him down yeah and he goes I can handle him myself. <laughs> I love it. It was awesome. I think
1: Zimmer would know, like you know those things where you point, like po- pressure points. Yeah, pressure points. Right,
2: right. Mike Zimmer knows. He'd, like pressure touch points. you on your trap, and you'd yeah. be like, ah. And you, you go, go down, to your down knees. immediately. <laughs> right. you, he might. Yes, he might be that kind of guy. Like you, Zimmer in his prime. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with Zimmer. I would. I'm, I'm with you in everything you're talking about. Tough as hell. Yeah run through a wall, probably could get punched in the face and laugh and, like, exactly. punch you back. Right, 65-year-old Zimmer, I don't know if I'm going to get behind High that. High school
1: wrestler Pete Notes. Right, yeah. he, he yeah. 50 years ago. <laughs> he you. could break an arm if you get in a compromising position. <laughs> right. It's all right. I'm going to st- say uncle. I stand by my ranking of 17. <laughs> all right, we'll get into the next day. We'll get into the upper half next time I'm with you. For the world's greatest
0: athletes. Dear listener, please close your eyes for this movie theater meditation brought to you by Fandango. Breathe in. Smell the fresh popcorn. Now exhale. Ha. Ah. Open your eyes and proceed to the best seats in the house you reserved on Fandango. Recline. Now download the free Fandango app for movie times, tickets, and seats at your favorite theaters. Fandango. It's your ticket to the movies. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long for Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. is calling, Come. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable, week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC,
1: USA and Peacock. Uh, before we go, yeah, let's do a couple snap counts. Okay, from the homies. Yeah, Kristen, you ready with this? Uh, we'll start with Coach Bilgren on Twitter sent not only a snap count but le- the whole the huddle up to the line everything. So, Kristen, if we can take a listen.
0: Okay, guys, here we go. Huddle up, huddle up.
2: Near right, spider two, Y banana on two, on two, ready. All right here we go. We'll line up. Get set. Get set. 52 is the mic. 52 is the mic. Check. Open. Open. Green. 86. Green. 86. Say hi. Oh, okay. I, I, I really. Uh, who was that? Who was that? Uh, that Coach Bilgren. Coach Bilgren. I yeah. like that. Is it like a play on Holmgren or I is mean, it really his I name? It might be Grin. his name. I think but either way, uh, really well done. I like all the theatrics beforehand. That was really good. I will say, near right, spider two wide banana is not going to work because the fillback would be on the weak side oh, in that formation. No. So that would be a little tough there. So, But that's all right.
1: That's what I, I tweeted back to him. I was like, "He's gonna, you're putting yourself out there because it could be like one of those movie situations where you go, that's not real well, life. No one would ever say it's that. It's a weak
2: side. Uh-huh. Uh Well, it, well near is a, diff- a different one, so he, he could work that out, actually, near.
1: He's going to – Coach Bilgren's going to draw up the play and tweet it at us. Probably. Uh, yeah,
2: he'd have to yeah, – they could switch roles. It could work, actually. Okay. It, it could work. It's all not right. the worst. i never had that play called out of that formation, I will say that. <laughs> uh, but I love that he did that, got him up to the huddle, yep. did all that. Just let the snap count breathe a little bit.
1: Too, he rushed to the Too quick. You don't
2: need to be quick. I mean, I understand if it's like we're getting down on the play clock, mm-hmm. but – you know, booty five, assess the defense, let them move around. You know, that dumb safety, he might get antsy after that first one start showing you what oh, he might yeah. want to do, right? He's, I just can't help it. I'm yep. blitzing and I can't disguise it anymore. That will be my only critique there. But either than that, right, uh, I don't know ten. what his open-open was, his whole thing there when he said that. <laughs> it was good, though. It's a decoy. It means nothing. <laughs> yeah, It was a dummy. Dummy-dummy. <laughs> dummy, dummy.
1: So what do you give him? One, one through ten.
2: I'm going to give that a six seven and a half okay yeah rush through it. yeah rush through it yeah loved all the other aspect of it and, and the uh, the near could have right. been
1: a little louder like you get the idea like we had one last week right yeah. where it was like you can tell he was at work and he later did admit he was at work
2: yes you gotta let it go yeah
1: you gotta let it you go. you gotta
2: let it go you know i didn't like to let it go when john gruden would embarrass me you know in front of the team or in a meeting you just gotta let it go you know let it go Alex Sim is from Scotland, lives in
1: England now, has become a listener to the pod, has learned all about football from everything you have told him, and now has his own snap count. It's Blue 23, Kristen. Blue 23. Blue 23, say
2: hot. Oh, clean. That's pretty solid. Solid in the car. yeah. So you can let it rip. You let it rip. I I don't have many complaints about that right there you know maybe a a hair more of a blue 23 just for a second pause yeah. mm-hmm. and then do it but every it was a pretty good consistent mm-hmm. like sound and rhythm wasn't
1: almost too measured. that's my complaint with people from across the pond they're all p- always put together yeah no always, it's like hello top of the morning to you <laughs> right, very right. bad how dare you I sound so, so proper Irish. yeah right. exactly proper right. it's proper. like you've got your life together us Americans were i think that was pretty good the scattered. set hut
2: was pretty strong
1: okay what do you think?
2: I think it's a Niner. Wow, a Niner. I think it's a Niner. Yeah. Alex
1: Sim, congratulations. Way to go, a niner. Alex Sim. S-I-M?
2: Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow. yeah. I wonder if we're related. <laughs> Somebody just chopped <laughs> once added, added, added They, they came over here and they were like, I'm give him another I'm not sure how hand. I spell this damn and name. Give him, give him an S <laughs> on there, too. I
1: think that'll work. Uh, we got two more from the same guy. We got Chandler from Outside the Pylons. That might be a podcast. I don't know what that is. That's his Twitter name. Uh, he has his own call here. We'll start with Black 80. Go, Black 80. Black 80. Set hut. Say hut. hut. Ooh. He seemed. Uh, he, and he sent video, which we do appreciate. Right. right? If you're willing to put yourself out there with oh. your voice, that's amazing. Hey. If you're willing to do it with video as well, we applaud that. Well, well done. So he well did done. it. He did it with video.
2: Yeah, in like, his car. Awesome. Like really awesome. Love that you, you did the video. Um, okay. A few things. First off, he added his what his go to the start there. Yeah. There's a little go. Yeah. Improvised. Which which sometimes can be. Some teams will do that. Like my dad, for instance, in his day, they would go blue go. Blue 85, Blue 85, because it gave you another thing to go. Wait, the defense has got to get ready. Right. Right? Oh, they could go on Blue Go. So they could do that. they got to, got to get ready. Got to do that. really. And what supplanted that is now the Omaha. That's really what happened. That's where it became more of an on-the-fly, and they trained people that way. But Blue Go, at the start, used to be a real thing uh, for, for some teams or how they do it. Um, he just said go, right?
1: I think he just said go.
2: He said Go. You know, I didn't. The number color number thing was pretty good. Black, the 80. black eighty. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. It sounded mm-hmm. good. The pauses with the set hut and all of that. That's where. Got to go after the last black eighty. You said hut. You got to get into it. Yeah, you got to get into it there. You know black. You know black eighty five. Black eighty five set hut right yeah so that's how he goes that sounded yep. good that sounded it felt that's good. like a professional okay, that's good. like watching a professional that work felt there. good right there <laughs> that did that just rolled off so but a for effort a well, for what
1: number what number are you gonna give him i maybe lower because the goal go be threw things lower. off a little
2: bit hey it's okay he can come back and we can get a better grade i'm gonna give him a 5.5 right now okay
1: 5.5 right now but he did another one, Oh, and he tried to save red four so here I is Chandler it. from outside the pylons, <laughs> trying to I figure out guy. if Red Four is possible. Red Four, Red Four, say hut. Who called this? <laughs> <laughs> who said it? it didn't work.
2: Uh, yeah, the plate is not I like good like play is. I like it, Chandler. Way to go! Way to go! Yeah, who called that? Idiot, Ahmed Farid called it. That's what. <laughs> yeah, did you did
1: you hear him though when he did red four southern accent it's impossible to do red four without a southern accent I, I, you might be right you there might be do something it.
2: to it because even when i do it it does sound almost southern <laughs> all right it, it does yeah. so you know that's pretty low pretty low right there because it's red four you can't make red, red, red 4. four good red yeah. four and to our man chandler like You know, offensive linemen are antsy like that way. So red four, red four, that long of a pause before we say set hut. Offensive linemen are going to jump off sides for sure. You're going to have that one nervous offensive lineman that's like, oh, gosh, Aaron Donald's over me. What's taking so long? Where's the set hut? Where's the set hut? You know, and then they jump off sides. And you go, oh, fucking A. Yeah. What the fuck? We set on one. (laughs) What, 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 What the fuck are you doing? That's how I would say it. Like, what are you doing? All right, Kristen, right at the end, we got three right there. Time code <laughs> him out.
1: And uh, that, Boom. that is it. So we'll give Ch- we'll give Chandler a one for the last so one. So we
2: got try, a 5.5 and a one. And a
1: one. Because Red 4, which might be the highest score you can get for Red 4.
2: But a 10 for putting himself on camera 100%. twice and making two videos. And really, an 11 for making fun of you. <laughs> I mean, that's what red four was yeah and that's where I chandler keep them coming dude. i do a good job of that myself yeah uh, I, I love how you did like, you literally did like red four and was like this doesn't even seem right like, he, like <laughs> his like shoulders he deflated. went down he was like, deflated yeah. the whole
1: team was deflated it was like not this again
2: yeah
1: uh all right keep those coming yeah please that do. was fun
2: Well, i think we could grow on that and keep getting it better and better and that wraps up our
1: first ever pod with these microphones yes Um, period it.
2: you're a diva you ask for the microphones they come chris has been asking for three years we don't get them i don't know that just tells me guy hosts the kentucky derby and now Uh he gets whatever the fuck he wants okay
1: we're we're gonna wrap up but i'm just gonna sit here Kristen. if you can keep the mics on i just want to hear how my bass sounds at the uh okay okay all right that's it
2: you good (laughs) all right you're good all right we'll see you not wednesday we're gonna see you thursday all right. We got Thursday podcast. I believe Paulie Burmeister's back Pauly in the phone Thursday. You're going to the Belmont this weekend? I got Belmont. All right, kid. Let's yep. go. Giddy up. Let's All right. Do it. Giddy up. Let's go. No Triple Crown go. winner, but that's okay. Check out Ahmad. Ahmed. I guess yeah, said you're Ahmad wrong for, Ahmad. <laughs> Ahmad <laughs> Check for Ahmed. Check Ahmed out on NBC <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks for everything. Clap it up. Clap it up.
1: up.